0: Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you wanna live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. Estrogen, estrogen, estrogen. (laughs) If I knew how to be a poet, I would come up with some beautiful ditty to really show my love for oestrogen because that is seriously how much I honour oestrogen now that I don't have it or should I say now that I have dwindling supplies of it and that I'm actually using HRT to help me um, navigate these next years of losing oestrogen quite significantly so as you've seen, the title of today is all about who knew you'd miss estrogen so much. And if I had a conversation with my 30-year-old self, let alone my 13-year-old self, I, I honestly would not have understood how much estrogen was supporting me to be who I was back then. And therefore, (laughs) when she disappeared, like a beautiful best mate who literally overnight disappeared, or that's what it felt like, with no letter, no card, um, there was no forwarding address, um, and all those feelings um, of abandonment that came with it when I fully understood it was my drops in estrogen, which was actually creating all these symptoms um, in my life. And I'll come to them in a minute. It, it really was a huge aha moment for me, which is why I want to share this with you. And I do believe that gutsy ladies are the style of woman who chooses to know more when things aren't going the way they want. It's not necessarily that you want to control everything that's going on, but when things don't go well in your life, and particularly in midlife, or when you're feeling like there's something out of whack. I believe a gutsy lady is a midlife woman who actually starts to question and starts to understand more. So, therefore, she's got more choices. So, today I'm just going to give you some key insights for what my journey of um, losing estrogen, or as I've said, having a decline of estrogen happened to me. I'm just going to share my journey and the learnings for me. But also what I've done to actually temper the impact of it and take some control, not necessarily about the end result, but take some control back for myself that is allowing me to have the life that I want in this midlife window and beyond. And a really key resource for this session is a book called The Women's Brain Book. And it's by a woman, Dr. Sarah McKay, McKay, McKay. (laughs) And I absolutely loved reading this book. I've read it from front to back and I go back to it quite a lot in my work as well as in my private life. So we'll put it in the notes about this book and anything that Dr Mackay, I call her Dr Sarah, comes up with, I would really encourage any midlife women to listen to because she is a full-blown neuroscientist. Um, She is also what I would call a gutsy lady, a midlife glider. And she gets such a kick out of taking data that can be quite hard to understand and drawing pictures around it and allowing us to understand it so that we can take um, some information from that and use that in our life. So a a key point I want to bring up about estrogen to start with is that we don't really... It's it's interesting. um, Estrogen comes into our life not until we start our puberty period. So um, it's, it's really interesting. And then we have this beautiful journey with estrogen because when it comes into our life in, in uh, that period, and I talk a lot in regards to our brain physiology, at puberty, it is a neuroprotective mechanism. So having estrogen in our life at that time, which is obviously through um, our egg production and ovaries, what have you, it is a, a neuroprotective. So it does help our neurology, but it also improves our mood. So we get this, as I said, this best friend comes into our life around puberty and it is only when we start to have the dwindling um, ebbs and flows around egg production and what I call, um, you know, basically that perimenopausal period that our estrogen starts to take a dive. And so because it starts to take a dive, we have a whole heap of symptoms, which I'll talk about more. And, you know, if you're a woman who's navigated perimenopause with some challenges and you're in your menopause phase, then you'll know the symptoms I'm talking about. Um, I think what a little side note that I want to put in here is, and I think this is fascinating, and Dr. Sarah brought it up, is that, When our eggs dwindle and no longer are produced, there are only two other mammal groups or female mammals in the world who are actually kept alive post-egg production. So we as humans are one. And then there's also pilot whales, this is according to her research, and orca whales. And the research behind it is that these um, female mammals are kept alive even when they have no chance of further creating because what they call the grandmothering effect, and I think that's important for us to understand that as midlife women, is that we aren't disposed of because we can no longer create, you know, produce eggs that actually create more life. We're not discarded and disposed of at that point, as some elements of mother nature do. And so we're here for a reason. So I think there's an element here that I want to put forward and how I live it, is that we have a duty because we're still on this planet past egg production (laughs) that we've got stuff to do. This is not like a um, waiting room between that beautiful halcyon period, um, you know, pre-perimenopause, you know, when we're still able to produce. It's not like we're in a waiting room for then we hit into old age and then death, and if we're lucky, that's how it'll go. You know, this is a beautiful period of our time, of our life, where we have so much experience. We have so much wisdom that we can impart, so long as we see it that way and so long as we put ourselves in situations that we can impart it. And that's what this grandmothering phase is. Well, the theory about this grandmothering is about is that those two mammals and us are kept on the planet so that we can impart our wisdom. And it may be that you have family members and grandchildren that you can impart that to. If you don't, that doesn't mean you can't impart your wisdom. There will be so many other ways and other groups of people that will need what you have to offer. So just think about this period where we come into midlife and then the physiology behind it as our estrogen starts to very much decline, we no longer have our eggs, that we're coming into a whole different window of opportunity. And I think if you start to look at it in that context, particularly once you understand your biology more, and that's been my experience, then a whole heap of opportunities start to present. Your mindset can change quite dramatically because you see yourself as using this window of opportunity for so much more than you may have. So these physical conditions that I'm talking about or physical symptoms that can come from drops in estrogen, um, is that the oestrogen receptors are found in the same areas of our brain that regulate our temperature, have an impact on our sex drive, have an impact on our memory, have an impact on our sleep, have an impact on our emotional and our attention. You know, huge parts to our life, right? So when those oestrogen um, receptors are have got less oestrogen est- less available, to actually be able to do those things. It's no surprise that we have poor sleep. We have hot flashes. We have this inability to manage that temperature. Um, We have lower libido. Um, We have also got um, a lot of women talk about brain fog and their, their memory lapses. And so it is a fundamental part to our biology. So getting to know that, getting to know why it is that you have these symptoms, not just accepting them for what they are and going to just deal with them without understanding why it's happening, I think can breed a lot more choice into what is available to you. Well, that's certainly been my experience. And as I say, this year is very much about befriending your biology, trying rather than mastering your biology and, um, The reason I talk about this is that last year when I was talking about my four laws are levelling up um, and one of them being Master of Biology last year, there was a real intent behind that that you could control it, whereas now this year I'm changing one of those levels. So my four laws are levelling up is defining real goals, R-E-A-L goals, befriending your biology, cleaning up your crap, and building your own custom toolkit. They are the four laws that I work with for clients and myself to get me into a next level of life or achieving a goal that I've never achieved before. That this befriending your biology has got so much more merit and that is because, as you will understand, as your estrogen starts to ebb and flow and ebb and flow and gradually have a decline, is that some days you will honestly feel you're on that roller coaster and trying to control it or master it will not work. It is very much about befriending it, knowing that this estrogen journey that you're on or the um, declining estrogen journey that you're on is actually a natural part of your biology. And some days, if it's having a greater impact on others, you have to find ways or create mechanisms in your life that you can befriend what is going on. And that leads me into the third point I really want to talk about today. And this is not coming from a place of all midlife women should have HRT or what I'm calling hormone replacement therapy, but I want to share that um, part of my ability to befriend my biology and roll with it and be able to do what I want to do in life, such as building this business and spending time with my family and um, achieving um, goals such as my ultra in Bali later on this year, to be able to do all these things, I needed the support of oestrogen. And so I actually went on to hormone replacement therapy using estrogen, progesterone and a little bit of testosterone uh, back uh, full blown in December 2021, but bioidentically wise in um, April of last year. And it has had such a profound effect on my ability to navigate my midlife that I want to share about it. Now, the reason I want to share about it, as I said, is not because I want every midlife woman to be on it. I want to share about it because I spent so much of 2018, 2019, and 2020 fighting the choice of HRT. And the reason I was fighting is I had not looked into it enough. I had been um, probably conditioned around a lot of um, fear around hrt and breast cancer and i'm not going to delve into the details of that i'm going to ask you to go and do that but there is like taking hormone replacement therapy as a midlife woman there is so much research out there and there has there been going on hrt has been available since the 1800s like it is not new and women using Um, an estrogen replacement at the very least, but estrogen and progesterone, and in my case, testosterone, using it as a support mechanism to befriend my biology as I navigate a natural decline in estrogen, there's nothing wrong with it. And I can tell you my old self up to the 2020s, I was resisting about taking it. And it was because I had an identity that was to take HRT was to be weak, was to, I didn't know this until I really looked into it, was also that why would I take that support because dwindling estrogen is a natural biological process and if nature had intended me to take HRT, then we wouldn't be going through this whole journey. And that's bullshit, total utter bullshit. And the reason I call bullshit on it now is that, yes, it is a natural biological process, but tools like hormone replacement therapy are available for women like me who the process of my estrogen decline was literally one day it was there and the next day it was gone. I did not come into my full-blown menopause until literally a month ago. So at 55 years of age, I'm reasonably later in the um, bell curve of coming into it. So when my estrogen fully started to decline, it was quite marked decline, which is why it had such a big impact on my sleep. Now, interestingly, I have so many girlfriends who the estrogen decline and the menopausal and the perimenopausal picture for them was almost unknown. They came into not having their period uh, really seamlessly and that's great. That's their journey and I can promise you mine has not been that. Does that mean I'm better or worse than them? No, but do we think that sometimes we may be if we've needed support and they haven't, what's wrong with you? Absolutely. So, again, I really want this podcast to help you to ask some questions if you are struggling with your estrogen decline then have you considered other support mechanisms like um, hormone replacement therapy getting in with primary care doctors doing other tools and techniques like relaxation techniques looking at your diet and your nutrition looking particularly at your alcohol consumption and just not settling for it being a bumpy, shitty road because I don't think it needs to be. So the point I was really making in that is if you have any thoughts on your radar about the negative of taking HRT support is an absolute no, like no-go zone and yet you are struggling, then I would call you a grinding midlifer and that is my old world. And I was definitely grinding and resisting about getting support to actually take estrogen as i said estrogen progesterone and testosterone testosterone and that little cocktail which i can tell you now the amounts in it are way less than any estrogen progesterone that you will find in any pill so there has been so much misinformation is probably the word i'm looking for around taking HRT, um, support through your midlife. There is some key information. I do want to make sure you are aware that the window of making the most of having HRT is like the the window where it is the least risky. And also the most important for you to do it is as you come in to actually coming into full menopause and menopause is, um, Uh, defined as that period where you have had no uh, menstruation for 12 months or more. So in that window, a couple of years leading into that as well as just after that, you know, a couple of years leading after that, that is the beautiful window of opportunity for hormone replacement therapy. Now, of course, there'll be some listeners who cannot take HRT because of other health risks they've got, you know, such as actually recovering from breast cancer, So I just want to make a point here. I am not putting out the conversation about HRT as a must for all because it is not going to be available for all. But in my old identity, I didn't even see it as something that I would consider for the wrong reasons because I saw it was weak and because I was so frightened that it was such a risky, risky option. And that's bunkum. So if it is something you're even considering, I would thoroughly ask you to research it. I hope you've got a good primary care uh, general practitioner you can go to. And um, in my case, I wanted to find a, a hormone replacement therapy which is bioidentical. So that is, it's as close to um, matching up with my own biology. And I've found it and it's been great. So just so you know, it's not like I'm on this forever. I've got a two-year window to be on this now. And then with the GP that's supporting me through this, he said that then those volumes of estrogen, progesterone and testosterone, the cocktail he's given me, I will then start with his support, obviously, start to drop the levels in it over a period of time, about 12 months, and we will navigate that drop. So basically the control I've taken is not that I will lose estrogen controlling whether I lose it or not. I'm controlling the pace and the gradient with which I lose the estrogen. And that has been life-changing. It's, it's also something I want to really talk about again with estrogen is that it's it's just such a powerful part of our biology and again, I don't know that we think enough about our biology to value it enough to learn to navigate it well enough and befriend it. And this is such an important thing to understand because when you do understand how important all these pieces of biology, I think you take more value in using techniques and tools such as meditation, um, learning uh, relaxation techniques such as you know doing beautiful um full deep diaphragmatic breath work as being able to even take time out of your day-to-day busy lives and go and sit in nature or go and in my case very luckily go just down to the beach and just look at the waves and all of these tools that again in your 30s and 40s you think are probably a bit selfish which now we know is absolute self-care getting to really understand your biology befriend your biology such as all this incredible stuff our estrogen does for our brain is i think it allows us to honor our bodies and the process which our bodies are going through and it helps us to take these tools on and as I said before, one of my laws of levelling up is building your own custom toolkit. So I just want to leave you with probably one of the most important tools that I think has come into my life through this decline in estrogen. So as that beautiful best mate left without a calling card, left without a forwarding address, it really required me to come up with some other tools that assisted me in midlife in this window of opportunity that it presents and becoming the new person I'm becoming without estrogen. And one of the tools or one of the key tools I want to share is about journaling. And it's really interesting. A number of my gutsy ladies um, were saying that they love to journal, but they actually don't know how to journal. And so this is what I share with them journaling to me is a bit of a self-coaching tool i take the time every single morning to put down on paper what is going on in my mind and it could be you know how yesterday played out it could be at the moment i am doing a full-blown gratitude and abundance program i'm building it to be able to share it with you all later but I'm my first client on this. So every single day in the morning, I write five things I'm grateful for. And what's my abundance affirmation for the day. So why has this been so important for me as I've navigated my life with declining estrogen? I think it's been so valuable because it helped me not to just befriend my biology on the big picture. It helps me to befriend my mind. and. Oestrogen plays such a big part in our neurobiology, in our brain. And our brain and our mind are interlinked. And we know that the brain is an organ and our mind isn't. But our brain as an organ, which has less oestrogen available to it, can create a mind that is more monkey-minded, more erratic, less kind, more critical, probably struggling more than ever. And so any tool, such as the journaling tool, that helps us to come to peace with what is going on in your mind by writing down on paper literally what is in my mind today is is has been so fruitful. It has helped me to not just befriend the biology that's going on, it's befriending the process. And in actual fact, it is befriending my new identity as a gutsy lady or as I talk about that in the context, as a gliding midlifer. It's someone who is seeing midlife not just for a process we have to go through but seeing it as a process that provides opportunity so that I can actually make the most of this time. So I'm really curious to know how you feel about this? I'd love to know. Please send me comments about what's your journey been as you've noticed the decline in estrogen and what are the tools that you have been, you know, accumulating as you've navigated this. Or is this something you've never really understood and you've just been finding a way to grit your teeth and get through it? Because I'm really keen to know. I think this is a really important topic. And as you know, before I said that, you know, I really want to know where the mother's groups are for midlife women. In a mother's group, we would talk about our estrogen decline and what's going on for us and how we could share tips and tricks on it. So that's why I'm using it in this podcast to do it. So please keep me posted what you're learning from it. And um, I'm really curious to know your estrogen journey. And for all those beautiful, if I've got 20 year olds, 30 year olds, and even the early 40 year olds um, listening to this, please honor the estrogen that you have in your body. Please start to take note when you feel um, a woman that was cutting my hair the other day and she was in her early forties was telling me that she's very convinced that she's got some perimenopausal. Um, symptoms coming on and while I was a little bit surprised a lot of research out there is that with the pace of our lives today a lot of our biological processes are speeding up and it's also with the toxins and all the other things in our society so I'm probably not surprised that there are definitely perimenopausal symptoms for early 40s and even late 30s women if you are just at the beginning of this can I ask you to think about this journey of declining estrogen as a journey that you walk beside your estrogen with. It's not an all or nothing. It is leading you into a pretty amazing part of your life, that menopausal picture and that wise, wonderful crone picture. So see it for what it can be, not for what I think society thinks it should be. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. Do you feel like midlife has crept up on you like a cheap pair of undies? (laughs) Then I bet that your mindset could do with a rejig too. Sign up for my five-day midlife mindset bootcamp and get yourself back on track to make this incredible time of your life something to write home about, literally. Go to bellarenolds.com.au forward slash bootcamp to find out more and book your spot. There are only limited spots available.